Today, we're talking about yokes. No, not the yellow kind or the funny kind, but the kind that tethers you and I to Christ. Next, here on Truth For Today. Greetings and welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church right here in Hercules. Today, we continue our survey of 2 Corinthians. We're in chapter 6, looking at verses 14 through chapter 7 and verse 1. Yokes that choke, as opposed to the yoke that would unite you and I to Christ. Those things that tether us to either good or bad. That's what we're looking at here in 2 Corinthians. So won't you join us? Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Let's pick up 6.14. He tells of his pain in verses 1 through 13 of all of his hardships that he's gone through to preach the gospel to them. And he tells them, I've not shut up my heart towards you. My, my heart's been open. I've had no secrets. Uh, I love you dearly. And then he says these heartbreaking words. Uh, He tells them in verse 12, We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. And so there's a a rift. There's a minority in that church opposing Paul's ministry. So he said, My, I've been open with you. I wish you would share your heart with me. And then he goes on, and it seems to be a contrast. You're shutting your heart to me, and maybe even the message I brought, but you've opened your heart to other influences, to other alliances, to other yokes, and I want to write to you about it. And this, if you grew up in church, this is no big deal. If you grew up in paganism, idolatry, where you took your meals at the idol's temple, where you went to worship in the idol's temple, where you went to see prostitutes at the idol's temple, where your life revolved around the various gods in the Greek pantheon, and he came among them as an immoral, idolatrous people, He's now writing to them, and he says in verse 14, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Then he's going to ask five rhetorical questions. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? And the expected answer is what? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? So far, so good. What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Another word for Satan. Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? That's, that's, that's tough, isn't it? Because we're surrounded with them. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God has said. I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them 
and be shepherds, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. I would uh, just say this message is about the yokes that choke. The yokes that choke. Christ invited his followers, come to my yoke. It's easy. My burden is light. But here he's warning. He gives two warnings. We'll see these two warnings. And then he follows up with about four promises. If you'll obey these commands, this is what God promises to you. And then he ends it with an exhortation, an encouragement to take action. So two commands. What are the two commands? Don't be yoked together with unbelievers. Two, 17, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. That seems to be a recurring phrase God gives his people all the way through the Old Testament and the New. Come out. Come out. The word for church, we get our word ecclesia. It's made of two words, ek, like exit, out of. Out of, kaleo, to call. The church is called out from the world and made a separate culture and entity in it. Jesus prayed in John 17, Father, I pray, don't take them out of the world, but leave them in the world. Protect them from the evil one, but just let them know I want them in the world. And so the issue, it's a difficult thing to navigate. What are we to be doing in the world? Are we to hide out? Are we to do like the early church fathers moved to the desert down in Africa and they built the monasteries because their view was get as far away from the world as you can get. And you get separatist, fundamentalist kind of Christianity was very much that way. Little strategy for reaching the unsaved because the unsaved are always treated like the enemy. They're the bad guys. They're the bad guys. And so sometimes we became terrible evangelists. Maybe we're always walking scared to death of an unbeliever. But here we work among them. We actually parent some of them. Uh, We're raising offspring. We might have married one of them. We happened to be one of them at one time. And so you've got this tension. How am I to relate to a pagan world to be salt and light to them, to be the love of God? Listen to this verse. For God so loved the that he gave his only begotten son. Then 1 John 2, 15. 
Love not the world, nor the things in it. So what am I supposed to do? Love it or not? We want to love the human beings that make up the world and seek to win them to Jesus Christ that they might have eternal life. But world is also used of a satanic system used as it were a puppet to hypnotize us and to appeal to the lust of our flesh, the lust of our eyes, and the pride of life, and is in total opposition to God. It's Satan's mannequin. He's got his hand in the glove, and he's just trying to get our affections and our attention. And God says, you can't be loving the system and loving me at the same time. You've got to stop loving the system. And yet, God so loved the people of the world that were in the claws of evil and our losses that he would do something to save them. So we got that tension. I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. Uh, my clothes are made by the world as a whole. I don't necessarily go to a Christian tailor. I don't care if the guy that sells me gas is a Christian or not. Just give me a good deal. I deal with unbelievers buying food, not buying food. I mean, come on, we're, we're knocking shoulders with the unsaved, unbelievers. All the, and I don't go around and say, ooh, I can't touch you. But here, he's talking to people. You've got to get the background. These people grew up in a city where paganism, they had the gods of uh, Aphrodite. That was the famous god. There's a temple above the city of Corinth dedicated to Aphrodite. 1,000 prostitutes worked there for the priest, and it was a part of your worship. Go to the temple. You get the best food in town, and it's cheap. It's all the idolatry meat that's been offered. Go there, and you can have sex and God. Because wherever idolatry went, immorality went. They were, they were united. That's why he warned Israel, when you go into the land, beware of their idols. They will make you immoral. They'll make you sacrifice your children. Don't mix with other gods, for the other gods will always lead you to an immoral life. So he's writing to these people that from their youth, they've been going to the temple They've been dedicated at the temple. They've been sleeping with women at the temple. Now, all of a sudden, they put faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the common things is called syncretism. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll take Christ. I'll just add him to all my other gods. Many pagan cultures do Oh, Christianity, I kind of like it. I'll take Jesus as one of the teachers. Say, yeah, but you got to quit offering incense to other gods. Oh, no, no. I'm an inclusion person. I, I'll take all the religion I can get. And God said, I'm a jealous, exclusive God. I don't want you sleeping with a lot of women. I want you married to one. I don't want you sleeping with a bunch of gods. I want you to be faithful to one God. I, I don't share my woman with everybody. Some of you seem like you're thinking about it the way you look. Come on. You're weak out there. 
just a little nervous. What's going on? And that's only analogy. Because he called Israel his unfaithful wife. You slept with the other gods. And he likened it to spiritual adultery. Your idolatry has been adulterous in my sight. And so now he's talking to them. And some are, these people opposing him still go to the temple. Still hang out there. And he said, wait a minute. You've yoked yourself with unbelievers. And there's two ways, primary ways. Number one is in religion. I mean, this is clear. You're the temples of God. I don't want you going to idols' temples. Break it. Separate from it. Get away from it. You cannot worship the living God and have other gods at the same time. That's clear. Very clear. He wants to make that known. So, I grew up... uh, I went to schools that were uh, separatist schools. Uh, I was seminary, college, and the separation was, this was a strong verse, uh, don't be yoked together with unbelievers who are operating in the name of God. Do not be an ecumenicalist. Don't go into common cause with liberals who deny the deity of Christ and the inerrancy of Scripture and the battle among that raised among them is how can the two have anything in common? Can they? Can you deny the deity of Christ and still be a pastor? Sure, sure. If you have people that come to this church and we decided to get out of the church where you could mention the blood of Christ because our pastor was a liberal. You don't think most pastors are going to heaven, do you? No, no, no. There's a lot of them making a living off of religion. I, I don't care what they say. The band was good. The band was good. What was the teaching? Oh, I don't care about teaching. I just got to feel good. Well, you feel good going to hell. I went high when I died. What a way to go out. At least it was good coke. Yeah, you go out high, still go to hell. You go out believing untruth, liberalism. I grew up in churches originally that we taught separation of lifestyle. Dress, don't dress like the world, don't look like the world. Uh, Though you got your hair dressed by an unsaved woman, the hairdo was there. And, And... an unsafe person made your dress. And an unsafe person sold you the perfume that made you smell decent. So I'm in the world. But he's talking about a yoke, an alliance, that, that I, I've gone into a partnership. And I come under the authority of. I come under the authority and the dictates. And it's in opposition to God. Any system... Any alliance, I don't care, lodges, fraternities, uh, a church that doesn't teach the Word of God and preach the blood of Christ, get out of it. Get out of it. Don't waste your money or time. You hear me? Don't. 
You don't put live chicks under a dead hen. That's profound. You should have got that. You, you want to be sure that that child that professes faith in Christ, who, what kind of ministry will they be under? Will they teach the Word of God as the Word of God? Will they teach that the blood of Christ saves from all sin? Did you know there's some groups taking all the blood hymns out? They don't sing about the blood because they don't believe it pays for sin. And I see some naive Christians. Well, they seem to love Jesus. What do they believe about? Is he God? Has he been raised from the dead? Is he coming back again? Wake up! Wake up! We don't traffic with those that pass on lies in the name of God. Most of you just, that's, that's a nice reply, but you don't, you don't have a hill of beans about what I'm talking about. You go to the seminaries, I've been around some that could talk you out of your faith. I met a boy going to a seminary in this area, and he was from the south. And I said, son, how are you going? He said, I'm confused about my faith. I said, get a ticket back to Georgia as soon as you can. Don't let them talk you out of your faith. I don't care what degree you're going for. I am grieved at how much stupidity there is in the pew about sound doctrine. People can't tell you what justification means. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Paul wrote a whole book on it. I'm reading the biography of Dr. David Martin Lloyd-Jones, the famous pastor of London. And said when he started preaching there, nobody knew what justification was. Everything was light. Nobody ever dealt with verses. They just got up and told stories and acted funny and entertained. I want to tell you, hear me well. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to tell you what God said in his word. It's not my job to entertain. It's my job to protect you by telling you the truth. And if you don't hear the Bible here... Go to the elders and tell them. If you leave me alone, that's all I would do is teach the Bible. I wade through a lot of manure to take care of sheep. A lot of stuff. Budget. We've got to raise the budget. We've got to do this. We've got, got another meeting. Got to that. I want to know who is just loving to hear what God has to say. The truth shall set you free. The truth shall set you free. The Word of God. I could care less on one way when I'm right with God, whether this church grows or demises. I will stand before God, and he won't ask me how many we had in attendance. He's going to say, did you do what I told you? Did you preach the word? Did you live the word? Where's my bodyguards? (laughs) Then he says, these things, there's nothing in common. By the way, he said, you're the temple of the living God. You don't need to go to a temple. You are the temple. You remember Jesus telling the Samaritan woman, you don't need to go to Samaria to worship God. You don't need to go to Jerusalem. He said in John 2, I am God's temple on the earth in my incarnate body. And then he said, I'm going to start a people that among my people I'm going to indwell them. How many know you are carrying around deity in your body? You are indwelt by the Spirit of the living God. 
And when you corporately come together as saved people, you constitute a temple of worship to God. Hey, I, I don't need to go to any sacred places. The sacred places starts with me. This is sacred ground. God, I want you to be at home in me. I am a worship center. Heaven and earth can meet together right here in my body. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. In you. I come to worship with you, not to stare, watch you read a bulletin, watch you, oh, no. I come to worship with people that are sold on him as I want to be. Because it stimulates me to worship this God. Do you get stimulated when you come down here? Or do you just, if we didn't put three cups of coffee in you, you wouldn't be awake? Well, thank God for coffee. Uh, now he gives them these promises. If you separate, do not make these unholy alliances, I promise to do these things for you. He said, by the way, I will live with you. I will walk among you. I will be their God, and they will be my people. This is marvelous. God says to Israel, Leviticus 26, Deuteronomy 4, I will live among you. And Moses wrote, Who has ever heard of such a God that he will dwell among the people that he saves? See, all the other gods, you had to seek them. They were way out there. You had to get up there. God says, I will be with my people. I will be with my people to the end of the age, Jesus said. Does anyone ever long for Jesus to come? After we get four more killings up in Yountville, 17 in Florida, we can't keep up with all the crimes. And so I said, I want Jesus to come back. I want Jesus to come back. Well, he said, in the meantime, I'm with you. In the meantime, I will live with them. I'll walk among them. I'll be their God. And they will be my people. Then another command, come out. Be separate. Well, what do you mean? I can't have any unsaved friends just don't touch the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Stay away from that which contaminates you. I will be a father to you, and I will be, you will be my sons and daughters. He's talking about intimate family fellowship. We'll have a family relationship. Just don't. Don't be handling and touching that which is an offense to me. And that will conclude our time today here on Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. As we close out our broadcast, we would invite you to join us for worship 
here at Valley Bible Church. And we would also invite you to stop by our website and take advantage of added resource materials we've made available through this ministry. You see, as we come to you on a daily basis, it's our hope and desire that you grow in Christ, that you find yourself sustained by His grace through the teaching and preaching of His Word. Along those lines, we've created Truth For Today Radio, which is a website that contains a lot of other extracurricular resource materials that you can add to your relationship with Christ as you seek to grow in Him. We also have information about who we are, what we believe, and worship opportunities at Valley Bible Church, where this broadcast originates, here in Hercules. We have directions, we have service times, all of it. It's available at truthfortodayradio.org. If you would like to contact us by phone, you're welcome to do so at 855-833-9864. Again, that's 855-833-9864. As always, you're welcome to write to us. The address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. We would also ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with us, not just prayerfully, but financially as well, as this broadcast and the many resource materials available along with it are available as you link arms with us financially and prayerfully. Our goal and desire is to minister to the greater Bay Area, and we can do that more and more as you link arms with us, again, financially and prayerfully. No gift is too small, no gift is too large. And whether it's a one-time gift or monthly gift, it's all appreciated, and your prayers even more so. Reach us at truthfortodayradio.org or call 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. 